Welcome to Risk Roundup. Even though neuroscience has made amazing advances, the origin of consciousness, its nature, and processes still remain largely unknown as the underlying physiological mechanisms of generating conscious states are still not clearly understood. While the brain simulation still is not exact science, efforts are underway to map all the connections in the human brain to simulate brain, artificial brain. Now, even if we are not uploading our brains into computers or robots, just being able to simulate a human brain would help to revolutionize artificial intelligence and consciousness. There is also a hope that if we could one day get to the point where we can somehow get our minds to escape the human brain, it will allow us to live forever in a digital form of consciousness. Understandably, the digitization of human brain will bring great promise and perils. To discuss one such effort of mapping human consciousness to simulate artificial consciousness further, I'm delighted to welcome Kahan Mayfair to Risk Roundup. Kahan is the founder and CEO of Within You, and he's based in the United Kingdom. Welcome, Kahan. We are honored to have you on Risk Roundup. Hi, Jayashree. It's an honor to speak to you. Wonderful, Kahan. So what is Within You, and what are you all working at Within You? Well, like you said, we are mapping consciousness, and uh, we're bringing it to a whole level of um, being able to map human consciousness and be able to, at the same time, uh, simulate um, subconscious intelligence. Uh, to stimulate back state of mind, and so when you when you um, there's there's two functionalities in consciousness. Uh, there's conscious and subconscious. I'm sure um, you may have read, um, but in order for us to uh, map consciousness and to be able to influence some form of outcome and and outcome of a state of mind, we'd have to uh, map subconscious as well. Yes, we have to map subconsciousness. So what is the state of your efforts uh, to map the subconsciousness? Well, first of all, we have to use augmented mind, uh, which is a state of mind um, augmentation so that we can uh, simulate these um, state of minds to get an influence. So do we have the technological capability to be able to uh, map that? We do because right now, um, you know, we are building a a, um, a selfie, as you call it, ultimate selfie, in which it's augmented, and by simulating um, certain emotions, as we can do with AI, we can um, influence the state of mind. See, I mean, there are. It looks like. Uh... For this to work, it requires several different things. It is not only the mapping of the consciousness, but mapping of emotions and feelings and all that would be required. And human brain is so complex. There is uh, 90% I read somewhere is made up of glial cell, not just the neurons. So even if we map the neural pathways and the, you know all the neurons, it is still there is so much that we don't understand you know the how the uh, glial cells what role it plays and how it uh, if if it has any function in making sure that you know the consciousness or how the mapping you know how the neural uh, networks and how the connections and all that you know operate so how how are even if we map let's say for example all the uh, efforts are successful and we are able to map the all the neurons and all the pathways and 
would we be able to actually understand how the emotions work or how the consciousness work or how the feelings and all that will happen well first of all we have to understand that um there are many dimensions um to the human intelligence uh consciousness in itself is a very complex um uh, multiplicity um as people are trying to build the singularity um intelligence but it is multiplicity because thought is that and so with that uh in that essence you know there are so many dimensions in thought there's so many dimensions in neuronal integration there's so many um complexions um and dimensions in mapping um astroglio um integrations because there is a lot of activity that goes on there but what you have to do is you have to start at one point and what we were trying to do is we're trying to build a platform for future generations to build upon it and so as it is with sentiment analysis right now it's gone very deep it's gone uh, to a point where we can do facial recognition we do lots sorts of stuff but the future of that gets a little deeper and uh, some of the interesting things we like to uh, develop is the biomarkers the uh, biofrequency markers um, to further sentiment analysis to further um, thought processing, <clears throat> excuse me. And so with all that in play, there are there is a level of mapping that is required. And um, as it is right now, we have nine intelligent engines mapping all sorts of things. And that gets to a complexity that is going to mimic human consciousness. I see. So which, which bio uh, frequency markers you are focusing on? Ah, that's all those secrets. We uh, that's what we call it within your analytics bit. <laughs> okay, so no, if it, we don't want to know anything proprietary or confidential, but so that that is very interesting. So the platform that you are building, that is a research platform, or how would it work? It is a research platform because with all consciousness right now, we are uh, still in the stage of researching. I think for everyone in general, consciousness, like I said, is so um, multi-dimensional that you're still gonna, whatever you you hypothesize is gonna be, it's still gonna need uh, a lot of development, a lot of research, uh, because it's that um, that complex. And so to say that, you know, you have a machine consciousness and it's just based on sentiment analysis or emotional intelligence, it's not gonna be sufficient enough because it's consciousness is always expanding. And as human consciousness expands, we're gonna have to keep up with that and we'll constantly keep up with uh, monitoring it and mapping it yes no absolutely so uh, is your organization affiliated with any university or research institute or this is all proprietary uh, work it's all private proprietary we will um, reach out to um, some of the universities i did have spoken to some professors but right now we want to make sure that we are concentrating on the mappings and later on um, have different branches of other research for um, uh, for universities. Yes, no, of course. So, uh, at what stage you are in the mapping? It would from uh, based on what you have achieved so far. What is your assessment that how many more years 
it would take before you would feel comfortable that you have done uh, enough, you know, mapping for, you know, to translate that or to replicate that information into uh, any robot or any, you know, in any other or computer. Because it seems like scientists have already put together a warm brain in a LIGO robot body, you know, C. elegans, I think uh, it's a SIP. Pephalotidis elegans. So there is a lot of you know work going on using you know insects, but and I think Darpa is also uh, launching you know similar projects. So uh, how I mean it's this is a very complex project because this is human body mapping, human brain mapping you are talking about. So uh, insects and all that is you know still. Uh, it's it's an open source project and you know, a lot of people are working collaboratively to come up with answers now human when you are trying to map a human brain human mind it would require a very large you know collaboration perhaps you know all nations you know will have to uh, collaborate you know a lot of uh, organizations will have to come together this is a, not a small project so, uh, that's the reason why i i said we need to build a platform I'm just a year away from having mappings that I think is sufficient enough um, for human-machine communication. Once that happens, the later um, versions will have um, consciousness mapping um, as it is, I call, within and as it is without. So internal and external stimuli. And with that said, consciousness also um, incorporates the other um, consciousness of animals, plants, as you said, insects, because we all share a lot of similarities. And, um, <clears throat> and I think it would require some fundamental um, platform to assess uh, consciousness mapping so that we can grow from that and expand on that many, many years from now. Yes, of course. So, what what is uh, I, I'm uh, as you know that uh, Spinnaker, Professor Stephen Ferber's laboratory at University of Manchester, they have they are also working on uh, human mapping, human brain mapping. So, what is the difference in their approach and your approach? I think um, <clears throat> if two or three people do the same thing I did, it would come out a bit different because consciousness is based on perception and um, how one. Uh, one is computated may differ from the other. Mine comes from um, a lot of spirituality. It also comes from a lot of um, understandings uh, of how uh, psychology, physiology aspects are contributed in consciousness. And so I don't, I, I don't know what his mapping of consciousness for human consciousness is. I know mine's based on thought and emotion and um <clears throat> frequencies mm, i see um, amazing you know it's very interesting so from your uh, ex experience from based on what observation what you uh, are trying to achieve what do you think are the barriers to constructing the human scale uh, brain simulation the barriers to to constructing well I've addressed it as an individual um, mapping um, because the problem I find is a lot of the consciousness mapping out there is still generic. It's on a macro level. Uh, we've decided to go on a micro level in which I would be mapping you, Jayshree, in, in which that is the only way for us to understand your signature, yes, your footprint. And from there, I'm able to intercommunicate with machines. 
Yes, that is very. Yes, it's very interesting because this is uh, from what I read about your initiative is that it's not just you know trying to communicate with the computers, but also trying to communicate within yourself. That's those are the uh, efforts that you are uh, you know working on. That's very interesting because when you say trying to communicate within you, within yourself, what what does it mean? What are you trying to make it better for humans? Because you're asking that question. <laughs> It's it's on a cellular level. I see. It's on a cellular level because beyond the cellular level is our essence of who we are. You can call it whatever you want. Uh, call it a soul. Call it a state of mind. Whatever it is. But all that is consciousness. I believe there's consciousness in our our cells. There's consciousness everywhere. And so you have to map all of this. And so by <clears throat> understanding the footprint, the signature of who we are. We're able to learn more about ourselves. We're able to uh, reflect more within, keep ourselves concentrated within, and so that way, external stimuli does not affect us. And when we know who we are, and the machine understands who we are, then we have the cap capabilities of expanding consciousness. Meaning, we can learn on a higher uh, uh, conscious level. We can um, education, academia would be on a on a on a more interesting scope. Because now you're being taught on uh, your strengths, what's what, how you communicate, how 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 you uh, absorb things, how you learn things, as opposed to being thrown in a in a classroom and getting taught by <clears throat> a professor who can't connect with you. Yes, you see, yes. and yes. so within you, it requires that you get mapped first, and once you're mapped, then you any communicate with machines to enhance you. So in <clears throat> So with that development, I, it, it's more of the um, humans in control of machines, and machines are there to assist us. as exactly how it should be meant. And yeah. so um, <clears throat> another interesting thing that we were doing is uh, being able to let um, <clears throat> this mapping uh, learn algorithms of other um, algorithms that are out there that are being uh, developed. And when you understand that, then it communicates to those algorithms, and that to me is very fundamental because we're all trying to create all sorts of interesting things. At the end, um, there could be a complexity that none of it can work with each other. And so, when you have an intelligent algorithm that communicates uh, <clears throat> with a machine, and the machine communicates with the other algorithms, then we are in control. But how do we know we will be in control? Because once the algorithms start talking to each other, they may, you know, at some point decide that uh, why are we focusing on the benefits of human species? We are versus intelligence. Let you know, focus on our own species. So it's a you know dual use of. Uh, the communication. I mean, if what you are saying is going to happen, irrespective of whether we try to control it or not, because that intercommunication is going to happen. And when that happens, it, it, that also, you know, opens up the whole world of security challenges. But I hear your point that we do need to focus on understanding what is what are the underlying physiological mechanisms of the state of mind. Because uh, if you see some children are really you know good in math some are good in you know arts everybody has different abilities and the focus you know not everyone is able to focus they uh, so there is something you know that doesn't allow you know the state of mind uh, to reach that meditative state 
to, to reach that state where you are able to not only just learn any subject quickly, but are able to, you know, understand a lot more that is going on in the world without even moving, uh, you know, from your position to go to other, you know, position. And uh, there is a lot that, uh, in all, I, I remember, you know, in our Hindu scriptures, yeah. uh, there's a lot of, you know, information about how rishis, you know, saints, used to travel, you know, across uh, geographical distance, you know, without even uh, making any effort, you know, or they would walk on water. I mean, these are all uh, still, you know, stories from the scripture. But yeah. if that is true, then, you know, that kind of state of mind, that kind of capabilities are possible. And we do need to work on that because as we, there's so much effort going on to build artificial intelligence and to go towards artificial super intelligence. We, we as a humans species, we have to keep up, you know, we need to uh, keep up with our intelligence capabilities. So your efforts are really timely and, uh, we need to understand how to increase or how to, uh, you know, work on this uh, consciousness, you know, state of mind and all that. But what are these underlying physiological mechanisms that you think that we need to focus on more? To I, I, I think I think that to answer some of the things you brought out, which is interesting, because um, I, I believe we've been conditioned uh, growing up in our peers, our surroundings, our social groups and and when that happens, it, it uh, instills into our subconscious thoughts and becomes our consciousness. And with that said, we have to condition that and recondition everything. It's almost like what Master Yoda says, you have to unlearn what you've learned, Star Wars thing. Um, <clears throat> but uh, there is a truth about that because, you know, with we are, our bodies, I believe, is a temple. I believe, I believe our body's, body is, is uh, intelligence. Far beyond um, most people may may think of themselves, but it's just incredible what we can do. And with that, with inception within you, is to main to, to bring back that essence, to map that state of mind, be able to bring back those conditions, physiological aspects, um, in terms of <clears throat> how you react, your external stimuli, your internal stimuli. It all reflects on consciousness. So once you condition that back. And you train your mind back to where it should be, or I shouldn't say train, bring you back to your essence and feel comfortable in your essence and not have to feel that you have to do schoolwork this way or have to learn this way. And once you realize who you are, you're comfortable who you are, then a system is intercommunicated via machines, robotics, to help you learn where you want to be. And for mental health, it's going to be an incredible journey for everyone because Everything is um, conditional and everything can be helped on the grand scale. You know, if you feel certain ways, certain times, and feel enough, it's all conditioning. And I think uh, when you map yourself and you understand your consciousness and your awareness of your internal, external um, stimuli, then from there you're able to um, learn. And, and the machine can learn also what it is and predict and and make a bunch of um, predictions of where you can, can head towards. And, you know, that is the reason why I'm not afraid that the robots would take over the world because uh, we are the creators, we are thought. And once we're thought, you understand thought expands. Consciousness always expands, it never just sits still. The fact that <clears throat> machines expand with our consciousness, we're still the creator behind it. We're still the thought that expands. And with that thought, there's so much more we can learn about. There's space we can learn about. There's 
Absolutely. And, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm just really, really um, intrigued with how our cells interact. You know, if you look at the market, they're like their own world underneath there. But that all is the conscious and subconscious. We're all part, we're all as one, is what I want to say. And so yeah. when you have a system that maps consciousness on multi dimensions, then you're getting closer and closer to understanding how we function. <clears throat> Yes. As opposed to um, trying to build neuro, uh, neuromorphic chips that is, you know, which is good because it's it's trying to understand the science of understanding how the brain works, how the brain uh, learns language, all that. That's all great. But you're going to morph that into what we are doing and you're going to find out, ah, there's two things and you link them together. And yeah. then we evolve from something like that. Absolutely. No, I hear your point on that. That there is, This is not about... Uh, creating fear or trying to be afraid at all. You know, it's just identifying all possible securities that can emerge. So we are prepared. We know what we should look out for and where we should not make mistakes and what we should be uh, ready with, you know, in case certain things happen. So yes, what you are saying, you are right. Neuromorphic chip is, you know, going to help us with a uh, lot of advances. But what uh, you are saying, you know, that is, uh, I... I firmly believe that we have to focus on human intelligence, human consciousness and human, uh, you know, state of mind, awareness and all of that. Because at the end of the day, if we don't, you know, evolve, then, you know, if we create great intelligence in form of artificial intelligence, that would not be enough. Because as we try to explore beyond, you know, our uh, earth you know we try to go and you know explore space and all that we do need more and more human human intelligence um, but I, I have been you know talking about the state of mind i have uh, done some research on binaural beats and mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of initiatives in biohacking and neurohacking and mm -hmm. uh, it seems that uh, you know they are showing a lot of promise so what we already know from electrodynamics that meaningful information in the brain is electrical you know electrical uh, readout or you know it, it's just the waves and uh, and if we can uh, you know enhance these neurons and synapses at the molecular the protein level during the generation of uh, any of these uh, potential and synaptic activities, then we can translate that and uh, we can enhance human capabilities, you know, uh, tremendously. So do you see that, you know, there is a promise in integrating all the... Your, I think you should be an ambassador. You just, you just hit the nail on the head. That's it. We are vibrational beings. You know, you look down the smallest particle, we're all, it's all vibration. Yes. All frequency based. And once you understand that, then you start to realize everything is. If you understand everything is that, then that's what you have to map. So that's why I'm mapping that. And so when you map that and you get it to an emotional thought process, then that has <clears throat> its very own frequency, doesn't it? Your feelings, <clears throat> your emotionals, I mean, everything and that aspect. So that is where it becomes interesting. For machines as well, as they're enhancing us to um, elevate our, our, our abilities to um, to resonate. Who knows? They may resonate themselves. But again, you know, it's it's very interesting because when you talk about neurointegration and neurons, there's so much more being developed in neurons, yeah. more discoveries in neurons. You know, um, our consciousness 
I believe, controls all that. Uh, in a sense where they've, I think I've read somewhere, they've uh, discovered some mirror neurons. Let's say if um, you come in vicinity with someone that is sick, then that vibration, that frequency comes into alignment somehow. And if you're not concentrated, your neurons will amplify that communication. And so in that essence, what you talked about before, it makes sense because, you know, if we're all vibrational and we are uh, resonating other um, emotions, then we become, so the whole point about this is keeping ourselves concentrated within. And when you're concentrated within yourself, then everything else is just something that you experience on external stimuli. But you have to stay concentrated because if you don't, then you'll notice a lot of people are walking around lost. And so you don't want to be lost when you're lost. Then you have no purpose and you have no purpose and your whole functionality of your existence is confusing. And so this whole point is this mentality of staying focused within yourself and to, to know who you are. Yes, but I think that is a very challenging time right now because in olden times, you know, we did not have so much of the digital footprint or, you know, so much electronics uh, and with all these different wavelengths and uh, all these different uh, radio frequencies yeah. that were creating barriers now with all that around us. Staying focused for any individual human is very challenging because, you know, all that impacts our uh, brain waves. And so that's why we have to advance. And so with this, you advance. And like I said, you consciousness always expands. And as we develop more of these, whatever you just mentioned, it can be very harmful, yes. But we are amazing, intelligent beings in which we will expand our consciousness. And so we <clears throat> we develop ways to it's just like our, our like the viruses, you know, they find new ways to to um to live and not get killed by our T cells or stuff like that. But it's just our consciousness, the same thing. We will expand. So the more of these crazy frequency of these stuff that's happening around us and the world gets more supposedly um, <clears throat> um, chaotic, we adjust with that and our consciousness expands. And as it expands, we evolve to a higher form of consciousness. And so I'm, I, I thought it would be so great to build a platform to map all that so that you know who you are. And from there you can expand uh, to higher consciousness. It's just that simple. And uh, I think you can do it without the system, but for the majority, I think people like to see real things. And so I think when you have uh, mind augmentations and it, um, it is simulated and it influences your state of mind and gets you to where you wanna be, that's a way, um, that, that's a way, um, I think that's that's an interesting uh, concept for uh, machine consciousness, in yeah. which human machines uh, in a communicate to enhance um, your your uh, elevate your your consciousness. Absolutely, you know that that platform is uh, very much needed, and uh, that interface is very much you know necessary to move forward. You know to take the next step. But do you? Think that we have enough understanding of electrophysiology or you know uh, brainwave science or brain science you know or physics to allow us to get closer to that yeah so like i said so it's a growing platform so what we have now is enough and then what we have tomorrow will be even better and the future it gets better and better and better so i would probably say version 5.0 within you is going to be out of this world 
but you know, as as it is, it's important that we have a mapping of human consciousness because it helps on all uh, fronts. You know, it helps us, like I mentioned earlier, it helps on all fronts. But from there, we continue to expand as we grow and as our consciousness expands. We need uh, a platform that expands with it. Yes. Very true. Now, it seems that uh, meaningful information is stored at a molecular, you know, at a protein level in yes. neurons and synapses. So it seems that terahertz waves would be important. That So do we have enough understanding of these uh, brain waves, terahertz waves, that could help us, you know, further understand consciousness? What if it was this simple? And I thought about this because we we have done major technological advancements with um, epigenetics, and it's a field that I really love. And and if what if it was just this simple, Jayshree? What if it's just your ability to conscious consciously mentor yourself, in which you speak and communicate with yourselves? What if that was the the possibilities? And so, wouldn't it be so great to have a platform that? enables that possibility and that's our standpoint but at the same time we understand that you know there's going to be new advances in bioinformatics and with that happening then you know it just adds on to the um, platform but it's important to understand first who you are and to um, strengthen the consciousness and enhance and elevate your conscious level so that you can communicate that you know whether it be a cellular level or whether it be on a external level because um, there are people out there that believe wholeheartedly. They telepathically speak to one another. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, there is, um, I believe, there's some connection with our, the, the animals we, we, we love, like the dogs or the cats we have, you know. So they, there is not enough study to understand how, you know, if I am to go home from work, my dog will be waiting for me outside, and it knows. And so a lot of that to me needs to be mapped because that is part of consciousness. And from there, we can learn so much more. And when you learn that, then you can, um, then you can grow from it and you never know where it'll take us. You know, what if we, I, I always tell my, my, my friends, I don't think there would be mobile phones in the future because that is going to be a, 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 a dead industry as we start to learn more about our capabilities of more of the advancements at the higher intelligence that we are. And so <clears throat> there are so many, uh, many interesting studies on how someone um, can talk to someone else, you know? And so it, it, it needs to, there should be a platform. It shouldn't be looked at something weird. It should be looked at something like, um, what if? But we, sh we have to have a possibility, we have to have a mechanism there to allow the platform to help people grow from that. Yes, I hear you on that because there are uh, already, you know, people are, uh, a lot of scientists are working on replacing the internet to brain net. So what you are saying that, you know, we wouldn't have to go on a computer to try to search something. We will just be able to uh, do that telepathically, you know, brain to brain communication will become reality probably, you know. Uh, in That's where machines has assisted us, you know. And I would love for that uh, field of study to further on because there's so much more uh, that is need to be said and need to be found and discovered. And I believe if you read a lot of the, um, a lot of the, um, uh, how do you say this? A lot of the ancient civilizations, they've uh, done a lot of things where maybe have been buried, maybe hasn't been buried. 
But, you know, to have that connection, as they uh, have discovered back then, we have all that capabilities. Yes. So it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time how uh, we shift our thinking from the normals, the norm of this is how things are done. This is, you know, it has to be, it has to be a new form of thinking. And that's the reason uh, how I came up with the, the new approach to consciousness. It couldn't be done through the same scientific methodologies because then you get the kind of same results, you know. But if you build a platform that allows for some form of mappings, you work from that platform. You never know. So again, to answer your question, we asked earlier, you know, um, uh, the professor in Manchester is work mapping human consciousness. But, you know, it, it, it's going to be on a perception from the creator of how he perceives consciousness. And so all of that integrates. And in the future, we'll have this incredible consciousness intelligence machine. Yes. Yes, and we look forward to that day where we have those intelligent, you know, machines that could help us explore our potential, you know, at the highest capacity so that we can uh, not only know ourselves in an entirely different way, but we can uh, evolve and we can uh, perhaps, you know, go and explore other, you know, solar systems and we can, you know, achieve what uh, humanity wants to achieve, solve all the problems to start with, solve all the problems facing humanity. So there is a lot of potential in what you are doing, what Professor uh, Farber is doing. You know, we, we have to focus on all these uh, different you know parts and you are right we don't want to focus on only one approach we want to you know come up with different you know many different approaches like uh, recently uh, i read that a group led by nobel laureate uh, montagnier has detected low frequency electromagnetic waves emitted by the dna of bacteria and viruses in low dilution solutions so from computational models if we can present that in neuroelectrodynamics then perhaps we can predict that experimentally a machine which will be which will perhaps physically interact with matter in a similar way that brains uh, do will allow the consciousness to emerge you know probably much faster do you uh, see that uh, uh, theory hypothesis you know and I, that do, I, I, do. I do and like i said you know when uh, when there is a perception there's a thought behind that then it expands and it becomes and so um, on, on that level, of course, of course, that's going to lead towards. I think all of these and uh, intelligence that we're building comes together eventually. But I think the problem here is you have to have a intercommunication system to communicate with all these algorithms because there could be, I don't know, different things going on. And uh, it would be good to communicate uh, within that structure because we're at a, we're at a point where things expand. But it would be great to be able to learn and speak to each of them. Is what I was about to say. It's, it's communicating with each each um, platforms. So, can you put a code in that or some instruction in that that if there is any algorithm yes. that is designed to destroy humanity, then we destroy that algorithm. You know, without any, uh, is that possible to do something? It is possible. I think it's possible. Just because, um, again, when you go about knowing who you are. When you concentrate on that point, and from that point, then you learn the conscious, and the machine learns what it is that it needs to do to enhance your consciousness. And, and so, <clears throat> you 
have, I'm trying to give away all my stuff, but you, you, you're able to have the machine communicate with other machines and smart machines in which it recognizes, recognizes uh, emotional sentiment, uh, thoughts on, let's say someone harboring certain aspects to harm <clears throat> someone, society, groups, or something like that. So it's an algorithm built just to learn for that. But because we are consciously aware of our environment, and let's say you saw someone doing something harmful, you're able to consciously step in. Well, now with machines, it's even better because now machines can assist on a deeper level, on a multi-complex multi level that scrutinizes every, I don't know, system out there. And so, of course, I believe it's heading towards there. It evolves to, towards that. Um, and of course, we're going to have some setbacks to actually get there. Um, but with these setbacks, we always expand, as always. Right. Right. No, that would be amazing if we, if you are able to uh, create something like that. At the same time, we also know that violence and uh, uh, all these things are, you know, in, genetically embedded in our, you know, system. So that's why a lot of, I mean, if you see humans. You know, they get angry easily, they get, you know, violent, you know, and the war and all that, you know, is such a natural thing to humans. So if we are able to somehow figure out what are that path, those pathways that create uh, these kind of, you know, emotions of destruction, then we can perhaps, you know, reprogram uh, yeah. our systems and uh, towards a peaceful, you know, humanity. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly because the problem here is it's a huge problem, Jayshree, because... We um, judge people based on what we think is right or wrong. And so when we judge other people, then we put labels on what is wrong. What if the system was able to understand who you are? And let's say the system enhances your consciousness. And then that system also integrates with other systems, uh, social norms and what is wrong, what's, you know, in a generic sense, and it communicates to you. Because something you're doing, you may think is not wrong behavior-wise, but then to someone else, it could be right or wrong. See my whole point? So once you, your system, your machine helps you understand, it's all about understanding. It's about to, <clears throat> and to be compassionate about um, other people's motives that understand it. Then from there in that perspective, then you, you change the way you feel, you change the way uh, your outlooks of certain things. I think once you learn that and you know who you are, I think in in a huge sense, it would help enormously. And I think that most of the problems these days are uh, uh, they're very psychological, and yeah. they're they're just mental. And so, like I said, once you know yourself and you're able to map these bits, then you bring it to like a whole new level. And I think that then becomes the uh, central learning of how we are, in a sense, how we communicate amongst each other, how we live amongst each other, as opposed to right now, it's just like you go from one city to the next city to a small town to a small country. We don't understand any bits of that if you don't live there, you don't know it. And so uh, that's why I thought it was very, very important for the system to understand you. And once the system understands you, that machine communicates to the head machine, we call it like a head brain or something. You know, they all intercommunicate. And when they all intercommunicate, then, you know, your level of sadness, or your level of happiness is different from my level of sadness or happiness. But it, the, the, the machines communicate 
And so by communicating amongst the machines, the machines then communicate to you and I so that we understand fully, ah, Jayshree's really happy. Oh, she says, you know, and from that level, it's a more intelligent choice on deciding how we should feel as opposed to just, you know, feeling and just not knowing. Because we've never been educated on something like that. I don't think there is a platform for that in school or or, or, or computers. So I think that, uh, when you define that, um, it just helps tremendously. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I, I hear you on that. I mean, that is going to fundamentally change. It will let us, you know, feel other communities, cultures, their yeah. pain, their, what they're going through, their journey, their obstacles, their challenges. So it, it will be much easier than to feel what they're going through. And we, we will be able to understand what needs to be done to reprogram everything, not just, you know, the external environment, but even the reprogramming of our in, inner, you know, nuclear, you know, reprogramming, yeah. inner reprogramming. So uh, that is going to be very uh, fundamental. And I hope that we are able to reach that stage because this, uh, this complex web of electromagnetic fields that is around us and, you know, it is just going to keep increases from 4G to 5G to, you know, as we advance further and then there is the electronic warfare and all kinds of, you know, things are going to emerge because humans are, you know, uh, going to try to go for power well, because if you have that electromagnetic field like you said and it is around us and we're able to measure that and we're able to map it now it affects us and how it affects our physiological aspects and so when you're able to um monitor your consciousness you're within you your your state of mind and uh, and you're concentrated and you see these stimuli being thrown at you warfare is that you're saying and all that then the machine recognizes that and it would stimulate you so that way you would know how to uh, react to it and your reaction uh to such stimuli is very key and so i think conditioning those um reactions is very important so that way we understand what's going on as a community we understand what's going on so that we can, can best uh, handle the situation. Because there's a lot of things being thrown at us and I think we don't have the capability, we do have it. But I think because we um, haven't been conditioned or, or, or educated in a sense where we know ourselves fully in that sense, I don't know sense in there. Uh, from that point of view, then you're able to control the situation. You don't let the external stimuli control you. Yes, it is a state of mind. If we are able to reach that, yeah. that that is going to fundamentally change how humans interact, not only with each other, but with, within, with themselves, because a lot of times they're not even in control. They don't know why they are behaving certain way. So they be the behavior comes out, but they just don't know why that happens. So they have to control themselves. Exactly. There's so much to learn um, when you when you have a system like that, Jayshree, because then you understand. And once you're understanding, you're so much more communicative to humanity and what we're, we're, what we're trying to get at, you know? And because, like I said, we almost prejudge the situation based on experience, based on stimuli, you know? And what if we had a system that alerted us, ah, 
From that point, then we expand consciousness. Then we understand ourselves. Then we understand our environments. Then we understand a new, uh, I call it uh, mindfulness. Yes. To the environment. And when you do that, all the factors uh, within your cells, down to your DNA, <clears throat> um, gets affected. Yes, very true. No, that that would be a really amazing transformative potential, technological potential that we'll be able to achieve. And but what would it mean for a process to implement or encode a consciousness simulation in machine? Let's say we and we are able to successfully map all this, uh, you know, human consciousness, and mm -hmm. we want to encode that in the machines. What would it mean from a process perspective? Well, the good news is it goes on your speed of learning. So in essence, it's whenever, you know, you don't have to be fully mapped. I don't know what the term is. You know, it, it's at your own terms. So sure. it, it, it gathers, it measures, it extracts, predicts, it computes, you know, it learns who you are. And once you learn who you are, then all the answers unfold right in front of you because then um, it answers the question you ask. You just need to know who you are first. And once you know who you are, you know, that point of view is just very, very, very important. And I think um, emotionally wise, uh, it changes everything because yes. we are emotional beings and we are receptive to sensory. And so with that said, understanding those perceptions is key because if you don't understand what's out there, then you are going to react a certain way. Right, right. No, I, I agree with you on that. Now, as we know that uh, all these connected computers, connected machines, they are already, you know, they already have some sort of self-awareness. We, we can talk about external or internal for quite some time. And if we compare them with humans, a lot of humans even don't have that awareness. You know, you yeah. ask them any question, they, you know, computers will come up with answers quickly. Humans mm -hmm. do not know that. So this self-awareness, if you look at, you know, the artificial, the computers, they already are, you know, evolving. And, you know, so when you look at the pathway of that awareness in computers and as you map all this human you know uh, mapping then you know where do you see that there are problems that humans are not even able to you know show the same level of awareness as computers well how i see this like i said earlier it's going to take the time of the um individual because however long it takes, it, it'll, it'll bring the individual to the, the highest form of consciousness that the individual wants to get at. So in essence, if an individual wants to learn about, um, I don't know, let's say some academic, academia, it's like a doctor, you know, and, or, or behaviors or certain ways, um, it's, it's based on how the individual, if that makes sense. Yes, yes, no, definitely. So what, where do you think, uh, we need to focus more as you know you try to um, advance further on this human mapping uh, to simulate the artificial consciousness where do you see that there is need for more effort i think more effort should be put into um mapping individuals getting to know who we are as opposed to um i did a really good uh, talk the other day where i thought you know if you ask um siri or yes 
Sophia, the intelligent robot, how do I feel? It's just like they they don't know how to respond. And so when you put um, something like within you as a um, enabling layer into that mechanism, then you ask Sophia, you ask uh, Apple Siri, how do I feel? Then it reads the measures like, ah, Jishri, I noticed you're not feeling well today. Could it be on a cellular level you are having um, maybe you're congested, maybe you're ill, maybe you're, you know, from that, that point, you know, um, then, then it's more impactful, meaningful to what we're creating you um, AI for, you know, <clears throat> because a lot of these stuff is like, you know, we want to mimic the brain. We want to do this, that. How about focusing on that individual? Because once we know who we are, it opens a whole new level of thinking. And that's where I want to focus because I think that's more important. Yes. Because getting to know who you are can be um, the self awareness can help your state of mind. You know, and so maybe some people are more advanced and um, in touch with who they are than other people. But wouldn't it be great to get an advancement in, in on that level? So that way, if you have mental issues, you're not going into a big group and sit down with a big group who knows nothing about how you feel, you know, um, and, and, and being, being um, getting answers from them and how you should do this or do that. It doesn't make any sense to me as opposed to a system that recognizes who you are and from there facilitate mental, um, uh, what is it? Uh, mental health for you, you know, help you advance, help you um, get to where you want to get. You know, it's all personal on a personal level. That to me is where we're heading towards. And so I, I'd like to see more of that type of advancement. But, uh, go, but like I said, you know, the, the other neuromorphic chips and the silicon brains, you know, they have their place because they're learning how the brain, they're mimicking, mimicking brain functionality. Neuronal integration does a lot of that, you know. But... <clears throat> But at the end, it's going to be, what does that mean to me? You know, and, and, and um, from my perspective is once you map um, the individual, you know, that, I can't say more to that. I mean, that, that's the best you can do. No, you're right. I mean, they do have a place, neuromorphic, you know, computing, neuromorphic chips and silicon chips, because it will help us gather more intelligence from the environment. Like you put those chips near volcanoes or, you know, in oceans or, you know, and we will be able to gather intelligence, uh, which we won't be able to do just uh, by ourselves. So it does have a place, you know, in wildfires, you put those chips, you know, we will be able to get intelligence uh, in a timely manner that a fire is emerging and uh, uh, perhaps, you know, robots, uh, uh, the drones, you know, can go and, you know, quickly uh, take care of that, you know, problem that before it becomes a huge wildfire problem like we see in California. So th there are a lot of benefits that will emerge from the neuromorphic computing and uh, we'll be able to get a lot of intelligence in yeah. a timely manner. But uh, what you are doing, you know, is so absolutely fundamental for human species, for human intelligence, for evolution of humans, that I hope that you are successful in mapping that uh, because the mapping human consciousness is so very important. We do want to understand what, who exactly we are and what is our true potential. And yes. 
collectively what we humans can do as a species to solve the problems facing humanity. So having said that, what would you like to tell our global viewers and listeners about your efforts towards developing uh, this uh, as you go forward, what kind of collaboration, cooperation you would like to have? And where would you like young, you know, brilliant minds all across nations who has so much you know, potential and who are who wants to solve big problems, what would you like to tell them? How can they, you know, uh, collaborate, join uh, hands or, you know, help you in achieving what you are trying to achieve? I would love for uh, collaborations with deep thinkers and with professors who have studied um, consciousness, subconsciousness. I think it goes beyond the uh, computation. It goes into a lot of research. I think there are a lot of inter interesting people I'd love to meet. And, and I... And the, the point I'm going to say again is we have to look within and know who we are. And once we understand who we are, we're able to affect the world and affect the external uh, factors. Uh, and so we have to stay concentrated. And um, within you is, um, like I said earlier, we are mapping human consciousness so that we can have human machine intercommunication. And from that point, we we're able to uh, simulate artificial consciousness, which I call subconscious intelligence. And uh, with that, then we're able to stimulate our state of mind. Yes, that, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. And thank you so much, Khan, for participating in Risk Roundup today. We appreciate your thoughtful insight on mapping human consciousness to simulate artificial consciousness. And our global viewers and listeners would benefit tremendously from the understanding you provided on simulating consciousness and why we need to do that. More important that, you know, why we need to create that state of mind to go within us, you know, to achieve our fullest potential. So even if a single individual or entity is able to benefit from the discussion we had today, this Risk Roundup Dialogue has been of service and we thank you for that. Thank you. Nice to meet you, Jay Shay. Have a good day. Bye-bye. So Risk Roundup, a global initiative launched by Risk Group, is a security risk reporting for risk emerging from existing and emerging technologies, technology convergence and transformation happening across cyberspace, geospace and space. We at Risk Group believe that risk management, security and peace, they walk together hand in hand. Though security is related to management of threats and peace to the management of conflict, Risk management is related to management of security vulnerabilities as well as management of conflict. And it is not possible to conceive any one of the three without the existence of the other two. All three concepts feed into each other. We believe that the security we build for ourselves is precarious and uncertain until it is secured for everyone across nations. Tradition becomes our security. So if you build a culture of managing risk effectively, it will lead us to security and security will lead us to peace. Let's manage the existing and emerging risks together. For more information on the Risk Roundups, to watch the Risk Roundup webcast or listen to the Risk Roundup podcast, please go to riskgroupllc.com and do not forget to subscribe and share. Until next time, I'm Jay Shree, host of Risk Roundup, signing off. See you next time. Thank you.